So, you know, I talk about creating a legacy of abundance. Oh, you know, only all the time. (laughs) Well, today I want us to talk about a really important aspect of that, which we've never actually spoken about before on the show, creating a legacy of equity and inclusion. As mothers, we're the gateway to the next generation, which is so cool, right? Our kids are watching us, absorbing our behaviors and our values. And this gives us a really exciting opportunity to shape them positively and pave the way for a more fair, more just society with the next generation. But while I might be the expert on money mindset for mothers, an expert on diversity, equity, and inclusion, I am not. That's why I'm really excited to be joined by DEI expert Annie Gishuru on today's show. You're going to adore Annie. She's just got the loveliest, warmest energy. She just has this way of making this work so tangible and accessible. Yes, even for us busy mama business owners who already have many demands on our time, Annie has so many great tips and advice for us, no matter our personal situation, stage of business, or cultural background, on how we can be bringing a little more intentionality around diversity, equity, and inclusion to our personal lives, motherhood, and of course, business. You're going to love her suggestions on doing a personal audit, this is something I've now done since the show, Um, being mindful of the cultural and racial diversity we expose our kids to, cultivating diversity in the content we consume, how DEI isn't that corporate tick-boxing exercise you might have previously thought it is, and how it's relevant to you even if you're a solopreneur or it's just you and one assistant, and so much more. So let's talk about motherhood, business, and cultural and racial diversity. Yes, they are all intertwined, my love, and growing an inclusive business actually starts at home. Let's create a legacy of change. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice. Ew. And instead, teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So, if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love. And I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid, your business bestie, (laughs) self-proclaimed, from CorrieJavid.com. How are you doing? The sun is shining here. The weather is great. I've been for a sea dip this morning already. Um, But here's the thing. Today's episode is so good. (laughs) Just going to put that out there straight at the top. It's such a great conversation for us to be digging into. But I had planned for this to go out later um, in September. But I've brought this forward intentionally because I think that 
It's an even more timely conversation um, given the recent events around the England um, footballers receiving so much racial abuse, which is just disgraceful and makes me really, really sad. Um, And so I thought, let's bring this conversation forward. Let's be having this conversation now. We're not talking about the England football situation. Maybe you're not even in the UK. You're like, what football situation? But really, I just thought that I think as mothers, you know, with our children watching this game and then unfortunately seeing the backlash of racism, you know, and and just disgusting behavior from people afterwards, I think it just kind of, it's, top of mind and it should be you know this is a really really important conversation anyway so I just thought it was a good time to bring it forward and have it now Um, because I don't know about you but I definitely want to be bringing up my daughter in a world where that kind of behavior just does not happen Um, and that's you know not the situation right now and we need to be part of the change so and that's why I brought this forward. But um, the original reason why I recorded this episode with Annie, who I'm going to bring on in just a moment, is because it's been obviously over a year now since the Black Lives Matter movement really blew up in the wake of the tragic death of George Floyd. And my personal experience was that at that time, it felt like a turning point for me because I felt like I started to really, truly understand the privilege that was being afforded to me as a white person and was not being obviously extended to others. Um, and I became much more aware that it's it's just not enough for me to go about my daily business and try to be a quote unquote good person. But that actually, if I really, truly want to be raising my daughter in a world with more equity and inclusion, um, and I want her generation to experience that I need to be part of that change and it needs to be something I'm actively pursuing. But (laughs) diversity and inclusion and equity are not my areas of expertise, right? So as this is a topic that impacts us all as business owners and mothers, today I have this special guest, a guest expert joining us to talk about this and to educate us Annie Gashuru. Annie Gashuru is the founder of Uplifting Studios, a platform dedicated to supporting online business owners to build culturally and racially diverse, inclusive, and equitable businesses. Annie is also the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, DEI, and you'll hear us use that acronym um, in the show. She is the DEI coach and consultant for the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, where she supports trainees and coaches. And she is deeply passionate about representation through a racial justice lens and is an internationally cert- certified life coach supporting migrant women of color. So who better to help us dive into this topic? She is also a fellow mother. So she's a mother, a business owner, and an expert on this topic. So let's bring her in. Let's get stuck in. And welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you for having me, Corey. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Um, So I would love our listeners to get to know you a little bit first before we dive into all of these topics that we have in store for us today. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, who you help. Uh, Yes, so I am a DEI, which stands for Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Coach and Consultant 
for online business owners who are ready to build uh, businesses that are culturally and racially uh, diverse, inclusive, mm. and equitable. And I am also a mama of two young kids and a wife, been married for, gosh, I think it's coming up to 12 years now. <gasps> and wow. uh, Australia is our home. And Love it's it. been home uh, to me for over 20 years. I came here as an international student from Kenya. And, uh, Did you? Yes. Yes. Oh, so cool. This is home now. This is second home. Oh, love it. So good. See, I'm in the UK and this is my second home because I was born in Canada, actually. So, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always find it interesting like that having lived in different countries, you kind of just have a different perspective, I think, sometimes on things, you know, kind of a bit more Absolutely. aware of you, you like, the difference. There's so much cultural, you know, that, that you bring to, um, you know, where you currently are. And, you know, th there's just an appreciation, as, as you said, mm. you know, I think I'm, when I'm here, I appreciate so much about my upbringing, mm. home things and, and when I go back my siblings are like oh man did you hear what, what dad was saying I'm like, I miss those things I miss being in that kind of setting where where they're a little bit like done <laughs> um, I'm I'm really into you know all that stuff because I guess I'm, I'm not there in the everyday so yeah it, it really does oh I love that um so cool so why are we here today? Why are we talking about diversity and inclusion? Like, why now? Um, why now? You know, it's it's been over a year now, um, Corey, mm. since we saw the Black Lives Matter movement really get, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of momentum uh, following the horrendous, the horrific death of George Floyd. And that's mm. when you, you would say within our industry, the coaching and personal development industry, there was mm. an awakening of the racial 100%. injustice mm. that exists for black people, of the racial inequity. And, uh, there was just a need for online business owners such as ourselves to do better. Yeah to really yeah. do better in, in that space. And so a year later, I think it's really good to revisit and see where are we at as, as an industry? Where are mm. we at as business owners? Because I think a lot of white folks, you know, told themselves that they will start educating themselves. They will start doing better. They want to have that kind of representation in their business and they want to understand more about DEI. But I think in the height of things, it's easy to make those those promises. It's easy to yes. want to do that. But yep. then life happens. You know, we were in the middle of a pandemic, still are in some form of pandemic uh, still. And um, a lot of those things have gone un undone. You know, things yes. haven't yet been done. And so I think it's necessary for us to be able to come back a year later and see, so where are we now? And, and yes. what, what's holding back the, the progress and what needs to be done? Yes, I love that. I love that you put that into context in that way. And like, just to bring it to like a really micro level to my personal experience, I always like to be transparent. And I feel like, you know, a year ago when 
everything really came to the forefront, I felt like it was a personal awakening for me. I like that you used that word because I felt like I really had my eyes opened to, you know, how much more I need to be aware of, you know, generally, and also how much more I, I just became suddenly more aware of my own privilege, my own, you know, um, that exists in, in my life and in my business. And it suddenly became sort of like clear to me how it's relevant, not just to just being a good human, but it's so relevant, like you said, to the coaching industry, to personal development, to, you know, this industry that we're in as well. And like, just to be transparent, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is so that we can all learn from you, of course. But on a personal note, you know, I felt very strongly like I really want to be a really great ally. And we can talk about what that means in a minute. And I want to do better and I want to be better um, and do my part, whatever, you know, part I can play. And it's like you said, it is easy for life to kind of, you know, get in the way and, you know, like all of these things that you think, I'm going to, yeah, I'll do this and yeah, I'll do that. And so it's part also, I'm here kind of holding myself accountable. And I don't want this to be something that was kind of like, oh, yeah, I I posted my black square Mm -hmm. back then, I'm done. I don't, I don't want it to be that way. So that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you here and to be learning from you. It's just because it's like, I think we can continue momentum that maybe has been tailing off, you know? Yes, yes. And I love yeah. your your transparency there, Corey, because I think a lot of people, it's just silently died, you know, that, that yes. desire that it's just silently, you know, it's just, it's, it's gone down, down, down. And mm. I think, for us as as business owners and also as mothers you know yes. we are we are leaders uh in our homes we are um role models we are really setting the agenda for our kids and how they grow up and the things they end yeah. up valuing and so that yes. for their generation Corey it might be just a little bit different than ours that what um people of color are experiencing that for their generation perhaps those barriers and those uh, challenges may be less because they know better and they are mm. doing better mm, i love that and that can start with us as mothers that yes that really resonates annie because i always talk about mothers as role models um as it relates to you know our um attitude towards like abundance and whether we have an abundance mindset yes. or a lack mindset and how we kind of can model like, you know, great behaviors to our kids, like worthiness and self-care and all of these things that maybe we didn't grow up with examples to see. Yes. And I really love how actually you framed, you know, um, how we're approaching our own work on diversity and equity and inclusion as something else that we can also be modeling to our children. And we have that kind of responsibility. And then like, I love that kind of hopeful outlook that then the next generation can be doing a bit better you know and every generation from there can be doing a bit better and you know Mm. and you know the thing Corey with um DEI is that it's 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 not work that you can really begin in your business well you can Mm. but Mm -hmm. really if you want to do it well and do it in a way that is sustainable and lifelong work because we know this is not something you do once a year and you kind of tick off and go like oh I did that course on that box I read that book or I listened to that podcast and I I came away with so many things but haven't done anything you know this is work that is 
ongoing, just like you mm. are a mother, it's an ongoing mm-hmm. job raising your kids. Um, yes. Just like you are a business owner, it's an ongoing job to keep, um, you know, uh, getting clients and serving your clients and, mm-hmm. you know, helping them get the results that they, they need to get. It's very much an ongoing thing. And so mm. with DEI work, it really needs to start from a personal level. They need mm. to be that, um, what I call, uh, doing a personal audit. You know, there's, there's the mm-hmm. business audit, but there's also yep. that personal audit where you are like, where does that where has this disconnect happened for me why Mm. um do I feel this way about people of color is it because I have never been around them maybe how I grew up the schools I went to the neighborhoods I grew up in I just wasn't exposed to people of color and the narrative that was being fed to me be it through the media or any other sources caregivers school was very much on a negative tone. There was bias, there was prejudice, there were stereotypes against, you know, people of color. And that has formed my attitude. And now here Mm. I am as an adult and I'm beginning to realize, hang on, I need to unlearn things because perhaps that wasn't the right narrative that I needed Mm -hmm. to subscribe to. And so it really needs to begin from a personal level. It's doing that personal Mm -hmm. audit and really beginning to do that work, that inner work um, personally, before you can even begin to touch your business and go like, oh, I need to do this for my business or, oh, we need to do scholarships and this and the other and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things that I I saw. You know, Mm -hmm. I think business owners really meaning well and wanting to make their services accessible. But in doing so, when you're doing it from a position of really not understanding, you know, where the issues are from the base level, then you may potentially be adding harm by trying to overcompensate or serve in a Mm -hmm. way that you think might be the right way. I think the education Mm. really starts from a personal level. I love that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me just because I think anytime we want to create any change in our business or, you know, elsewhere in our life, it always has to start with the inner work, right? And so yeah. I love that idea of doing a personal audit. I have like two questions. I'm like, I don't know which one to ask you first. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's start with just first of all, how how can somebody just go about a personal audit? Like where would you mm-hmm. advise somebody starting? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, looking at the information you consume. so. Mm-hmm. In terms of where do you get your news from? The news that you're receiving. Are you re- receiving news just from, you know, people who just look like you and sound like you? You know, are you listening to international news? Are you getting to know people from different cultures, different backgrounds and understanding some of the issues that they have to deal with? When we think of podcasts, like right now, you know, we're, we're listening to this amazing podcast. Is it the only kind of podcast that you listen to? You know, mm, um, again, yeah. people who are just like you or are you listening to a varied um, um different variety of of podcasts with different hosts who have different views um yes it comes to things like the books on your shelf I'm looking at your bookshelf right now and, and it, it's looking at who are the authors are they all authors who again just look like me and and mm-hmm. sound like me or are they authors from different backgrounds the movies I watch, if you do an audit on your, like Netflix, you know, Netflix, you, you have your profiles there and you can see yep. 
this is what I watched last and this is what's been recommended for me. Am I just watching again movies that look just like me and stories that are similar to me and rom-coms or drama or action thrillers, but just look like people like me and the producers and, you know, the cast, you know, Mm. it's really beginning to do that personal audit and even where I'm spending my money who am I buying from when I go to the shops Mm. you know who are the locals that I am supporting what businesses am I supporting Um, as a business owner who am I doing business who's part of my team is my team Mm. diverse or again is it people who look like me so um, it's it's so many things The, the the clothes I wear you know where am I sourcing where am I buying for us as mothers, the, the books we are buying our kids, you know, yes. again, are they the same books that we, the Cinderella's and, and they're mm-hmm. all great and Goldilocks, but is there any diver? Are we adding on to that narrative or are we just keeping the single mm. narrative that has always been told by the dominant culture? Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's so kind of like, such a, a straightforward and accessible first step really to, to do this sort of audit but it just really opens your eyes to how much we can be surrounded with just one view of things unintentionally yes. often you know it's not that we necessarily consciously seek out books podcasts films mm-hmm. made by created with featuring written by people who look like us but that can happen sort of yeah. almost not accidentally, but do you know what I mean? Like it just can kind of happen that way that you're like, hang on a second, Mm. I'm looking around me and what I'm seeing is really a kind of reflection of myself, my culture, my attitudes. Um, And also, of course, algorithms don't help with this because (laughs) they feed it, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And you don't know what you don't know. So you've Mm. never heard this, like this has never been questioned before. It's a really, it's an awakening of its own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love that, and, and that's something I'm gonna. And that's something I kind of last year when I felt like I had a bit of awakening myself. I I feel like I kind of instinctively just did a little bit of this in terms of like my social media and not so much books because I I feel like I've I've always really been fascinated by other anything that's different cult mm-hmm. like in terms of like fiction anything that's different from my experience. So I feel like I've read quite widely that way. But but like I just started to notice, you know, like who I'm speaking with and whose content I'm consuming and you know and I just was like wow like I had not realized so I need to make an effort to make this more diverse and make sure I'm having more inputs you know into my psyche from all manner of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. culturally rich places not just one view and the the whole idea is that as you expose yourself to different perhaps business coaches or different mm. um uh marketers and 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 financial advisors and copywriters mm. and uh graphic designers and so on is that you're better able to serve people who come from diverse backgrounds yes. you know because yeah. you have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and um mm-hmm. you your knowledge is growing you're you're being um opened up to new things and so you're yes. in a better position if you compare yourself with another perhaps um person who's doing the same job as you um who yeah. may not have that exposure you're in a better position mm-hmm. to serve better from a place of um deeply being um knowledgeable so yes. th- there are so many advantages and that's just one of them. 
Yeah, I love that. And then, of course, the advantage is just generally, I mean, I think we all know and understand that when you have whatever you're doing, if you have diversity either in a team or in the inputs or in the materials available, it's always going to add richness to it, right? Like it's always going to be to the benefit Mm -hmm. and improve outcomes ultimately, you know, so um, it makes sense in just all manner of ways. So I love that. Thank you for that idea of that personal audit. It's definitely something that I'm going to do in a more kind of not structured but you know what I mean like a more intentional not formal, that, intentional thank you I'm like not formal <laughs> <laughs> intentional way yes, I yeah I love that and I love how that's so accessible for everybody because I think um I'd love to know your thoughts on this I think one of the misconceptions and maybe a bit of a disconnect sometimes for business owners can be um, that if you are like in fairly early stages of your business, or you have a very sort of small business, maybe you're a solopreneur, maybe it's just you and a VA, it's very easy to feel like, well, the DEI conversation doesn't really relate to me because I'm not hiring swathes of people, you know? Yeah. Um, so what would you say to the person who's like, okay, you know, made that bit of a disconnect between their business and how it relates to diversity equity inclusion and their personal life how can we kind of like bring those two back together then yes um there there is that tendency to think well i'm not on a large scale or perhaps this is even an organizational you know um thing that should be done but i think um when it comes to dei it's really influencing many aspects of small business when you think about um how we've moved say for example on a personal level you know we've become a lot more aware about sourcing things ethically you know have they been made Mm -hmm. ethically and we're becoming more environmentally friendly uh with the things that we're buying or purchasing we're becoming that more aware and trying to you know preserve our planet for our kids and their kids Mm. and and so on and so forth something that perhaps you know generations before didn't so much do but we're becoming that more aware and so there is a tendency now to the consumer is asking for goods that are being sourced ethically and so when it comes to small businesses you're beginning to see that when it comes to um, say events or panel discussions People are asking for diversity. You know, if you Mm -hmm. put up an event that just has, you know, a group of people that just all look alike, there's there's calling out that's beginning to happen of, hey, hang on, why did you put on that event that just had, you know, people who all look alike? Where is the diversity Mm. in that? So we're beginning to see that, you know, getting into our industry as well. And I believe before long, what will happen with customers, with our ideal clients is that they'll begin to look around. Well, I want to work with you. Do I see mm-hmm. anything that indicates that you serve other people from diverse mm-hmm. backgrounds? Do you have that DEI statement on your website? And is it actually a true reflection of the work that you're doing? When I look mm-hmm. at, um, you know, the clients that you're serving or I jump on your website, is there anything to indicate that you're serving people who don't look just like us, but people from, you know, again, diverse backgrounds, we we are going to get to that point. And what's going to happen is that people will begin to want, especially with this new millennial, um, the millennials are very, very much into human rights. 
social justice, doing things in a just manner. And so if you're catering to that particular demographic, you know, those are the things that they're looking at. You know, it's not so much um, before it used to be um, about how long did you work for this organization and that loyalty and and this Mm. thing that kind of gave you status. But now about how are you doing things? You know, how yeah. well is this? How Where is the justice in this? And that's what millennials are asking for. And I believe before long, that will trickle into, you know, those our little businesses, our one-to-one uh, businesses where people are asking to see that inclusion. It's all about inclusion. Yes. Who are you serving? I love that. I love how you make that just relevant for basically all businesses and also the opportunity that we have to be, you know, maybe not ahead of the curve at this point, but like at least on the curve and not be left behind and outmoded and outdated by, you know, not paying attention to this and not doing our part, you know. So the, the, the opportunity is is there to to do better, where, whereby the pressure isn't, you know, like what we, we saw happen last year in June, there was mm. such a huge desire for so many people signing up for courses, people, you know, yep. buying Books, you know, books yeah. by black authors in the DI space were just selling out. And that yes. was something that had never happened before. We don't want to get to that point again where you are again no. reacting to a situation whereby yes. you can pace yourself right now and be at a mm-hmm. point where you this is work that you're doing on on a continuous basis. You know, you're pacing yourself. Yeah. You're not trying to take it all in and try and get all the information you can so that you can, you know, feel better or have it done and off the list kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not the point. Because Mm -hmm. that then that then becomes performative, Corey. It becomes Mm -hmm. a type of activism where you're just you're doing it because everybody's doing it and you don't want to appear Mm -hmm. to be, you know, the bad person, so to speak. Yeah. So I think pacing yourself and doing it now when there isn't so much pressure, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and really understanding it um, slowly, gently, and building Mm -hmm. it into your system. And I think this is one thing we, 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 we learn as small business owners is that sometimes we need to hire help before we actually need it. So we need to start doing this DEI work, even though you're a small business and you feel like, well, I'm only working one to one and the kind Mm -hmm. of clients I'm attracting are really clients who just look like me. So this is not a big deal. I think sometimes you need to think ahead and um, cater Mm. to the future in in a really strategic way, whereby Mm. um, what you're doing right now is making your business more sustainable. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And in the same way that, you know, I mean, I, I talk about, and this was something I was reflecting on earlier, is that, you know, I talk about how important it is to invest in our personal development, in the inner game, in, you know, our mindset, and also in support in our business. And I was thinking, you know, well, I, I, I need to then be investing the same amount of time and attention and energy and money into this kind of work too, right? Not just, you know, my own sort of... Absolutely. Um, narrow view of inner work that it's actually should be expanding and including diversity equity and inclusion yeah absolutely 
the same way you invest in having a personal business coach is the same way you should be investing in this work. You know, currently mm. right now, um, I'm, we've just started um, the, the the new round of represented the online course that, that I provide. And one of the ladies yes. there in our welcome ceremony call was like, oh, my goodness, Annie, the same way we deal with our taxes like on an ongoing mm. basis, this should be what is taught. Like DEI should yes. be, you know, one of the prerequisites to getting into business. Like you need to yeah. do it, you know, hand in hand and it mm. needs to be ongoing. It, it's not something you do once and drop. It just needs to be ongoing. Yes. Yeah. In the same way I've invested in, you know, Lacey, my coach, and I've been working with her for like four years. Like it needs to be that same ongoing commitment, I think. Yeah, I totally understand that. What would you say to perhaps the woman who's listening who isn't yet investing in herself or support in any significant way? Mm -hmm. And so this feels like something else, something added that maybe she already feels like she would like a VA, would like a coach, doesn't feel able to do that yet. And so this can feel like, oh, and now here's something else (laughs) for me that I don't feel like I'm yet able to access. I mean, we could get into money mindset, but that's a separate topic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what is something that I think we could be doing that sort of, you know, you mentioned how um, this work really kind of it's not just about business, it's how we're operating in our lives, how we're mm. kind of being as people. What's yes. something that we can all be doing at home or kind of outside of the business that will then necessarily impact and benefit our business on this front? Absolutely. You know, the thing is, there's so much rich content available for mm. free. You know, it's it's getting onto that podcast, listening, yeah. you know, maybe on a weekly basis. You know, there's that episode or that show that you listen to and mm. just learning heaps and heaps of things. And an example is um, you know, Brene Brown. She mm-hmm. she has two podcasts, wonderful podcasts. There's one called Unlocking Us. And that one, you know, every now and then there is somebody who's coming in there talking about racial justice and racial Mm. equity and anti-racism. And there are such rich discussions that you can listen Mm. to for about 40 minutes and walk away with so much information. And you just Mm. keep being in that you know, um, place where you're learning, you're immersing yeah. yourself, you know, and choosing a tool, a mode that works for you. For me, it's podcasts because mm. I'm able yeah. to multitask. I can be driving mm-hmm. my daughter to school or my son to daycare. I can yeah. be doing the ironing, the laundry podcast is there and I can consume it quite easily, but it's, yes. it's, it's depositing really important information mm. to me. So that's a really easy way to start. It's buying that book that you've been hearing lots about and been going like, well, I need to, or maybe if you're not a book person, get the audio version and, yeah. you know, put it in your ears and listen to it. That way there isn't a barrier or or an excuse where you're going like, well, I can't afford to get a DEI coach to work with me. Or, you know, it starts by simply educating yourself and the information is there and there's so much of it. And even, you know, on social media, who are you following? Because if you're following some DEI educators, chances are they are giving away lots and lots of free information mm-hmm. if you're following them. And it's a matter of tuning in and taking the time to listen and then. Mm actually taking action from there 
Yes, being intentional with kind of like cultivating those positive inputs in the same way that we might like listen to something inspiring and uplifting in order to cultivate that mindset. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's about looking for those sources. I love that. And what can we be doing at home with our children to be better equipping the next generation? Mm -hmm. Oh, kids, you know, kids are so innocent, Corey. They they are born mm. with not an ounce of uh, you know, prejudice or bias or um any hate in them. They're just pure souls. And so with mm. children, I think books once again are such a great yeah. source of information mm-hmm. where you you don't even have to say much, especially when they're so little. You don't have to say much, but just by having a variety of books, and sometimes they may not be readily available in your local, you know, bookshop, mm-hmm. but nothing is stopping us from going online and going yes. specifically to buying books by, you know, people of color and people mm-hmm. from different cultures and, and races and just providing providing your child with a whole array of these different types of books. That way they are consuming and they're seeing different colors of people. Mm. They're seeing people dressed differently. They're seeing different, you know, ways of doing life and food and mm. just learning about different cultures and immersing themselves in that and already yeah. growing up knowing that they're they're different people. They're people who do things this way. They're people who eat this kind of food. They're people who dress this way. And it's just part of who we are as the human race and not thinking of themselves as this is it. We're it. We are the only ones (laughs) who exist. And this is how the world looks like. And when they meet somebody who doesn't look like them, they're like, oh, who's that? Or what's that? Why is that person so different? You know, they have already grown up in in that sort of exposure. And also um, having these discussions with them, read the books together and say, yeah, "Yeah, you know, the world is made up of these continents and there are people who come from here and this and that. Mm. And just having that rich discussion, you know, um, and books are just a beautiful way of doing it. And you don't have to necessarily have the right words sometimes but the books mm-hmm. the story is told in their own little way for them to understand and it's just a great way to to begin that conversation in a gentle but very inclusive way i love that suggestion because that's so easy for us to do and so um important though that we're not just accidentally just doing the same thing that kind of can happen to us in terms of like surrounding them with images and materials and books that are kind of just reinforcing this idea that people all look like them you know just anything we can be doing to opening their eyes to diversity and like richness culturally is like great my daughter's nine so we actually have conversations you know yes. she can have like a, a decent conversation about it and we've um we're making our way through that book um this book is anti-racist which i really mm. enjoy because it explains some terms in there that i didn't feel like i actually knew how to explain yes. that also i'm mm. learning from it at the same time <laughs> um and it's quite nice because it's got some activities as well so um brilliant we did one brilliant. about kind of like our different identities and things like that so, yeah so i think there's a there's so many great resources that make it so easy to have those kind of conversations with our kids honestly there is just so much and I think even more so with what happened last year there's just been Mm. so much addressing that and bookshops are now becoming very aware to provide that kind of literature Mm. and also Mm. toys as well you know buying toys that are really that's not just the Barbie and Ken 
you know, yeah. um, dolls Stereotype. and, and yeah. kind of thing, that you're buying toys that depict different cultures and different backgrounds mm. so that they're playing with them and they're interacting with them. And so when they meet somebody from that different culture, it won't be too dissimilar. They already kind of have that um, familiarity. It's not a foreign mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, toys as well. Like, yeah, I mean, my daughter's kind of past the age of really playing with much other than stuffed animals still. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, that's something I hadn't even thought of that she was never really into like dolls though. So possibly quite probably why I didn't um, really think on that front. But it's a really good point that, you know, mm. if you look down the aisles of most toy shops, you don't see uh, yes, diversity. You don't, mm. but it's, it's, it's why it's good to, you know, um, like with the cartoons, they've become so diverse now. There's things like Moana. You know, Moana was such a beautiful, you know, um, story. You've got Mulan, you've got Pocahontas. Like there's quite a lot of, you know, different uh, diverse and cultural uh, figures being being shown. And I think uh, children as they grow older, um, you know, enjoy partaking of those narratives in that way. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, oh, so much to think about, but yeah, I think it's such <laughs> a great opportunity that we can, this is something that we can do with our kids too. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be something that we're doing sort of separately. And then, you yes. know, we can learn as well with them and have that conversation. I think that's great. Um, so. We've been talking about so many things. I've just been absolutely loving this conversation. Making loads of notes. Um, let, let's just talk about quickly what it actually means to be an ally, because mm-hmm. I think that phrase gets um, banded around a lot. And I think sometimes people don't really fully understand, you know, what does it mean if I want to be an ally? How can I be a good ally? Can you give us a little bit more mm-hmm. of a lowdown on that one? Yes. So being an ally, quite, you know, put quite simply, is standing in solidarity with mm-hmm. marginalized groups um mm-hmm. in this case because we're focusing on racial um justice uh, really is standing in solidarity with people of color and yeah. understanding that you know i am more privileged because of the color of my skin i do not receive any um uh, i'm not discriminated against because of mm. the color of my skin but i know that this person of color is and so I stand in solidarity with them. Standing in solidarity mm. a lot of times means, you know, speaking up when you do see mm. that injustice. It is when it comes to times when you see, oh, there isn't a diverse uh, speaking lineup. It's say it's speaking to the organizers and saying, have you thought about this? Because this is an opportunity for us to, you know, bring in uh, people from different backgrounds. Um, It's amplifying, you know, voices of people of color on your platform, not just doing it when it calls for it, but doing it, Mm. you know, in and out of season. That is well and truly standing in solidarity. It is perhaps, you know, making that decision as a business owner and saying, okay, um, I normally, you know, source gifts for my clients from this particular kind of, um, you know, person. I'm going to see who can I get? Is there a person of color that I can be supporting uh, their business who does this and it's really aligned with, you know, something I want to do? It's going that extra mile um, mm. and amplifying their voices, but really standing in solidarity, especially when you see that injustice happening and also you know yielding the floor and 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 letting them you know um 
take up space because what hasn't mm-hmm. happened historically and even now, Corey, is that, you know, people of color haven't really been given that opportunity to occupy space and, and really do it unapologetically. You know, currently right now we're seeing what's happening in the Olympics and how, mm-hmm. you know, um, people of color are really being um, the barriers that are just being added for them that are just making it really difficult for them to just simply compete. And so yeah. um, for that to be happening in 2021 is just really yeah. disheartening. Mm, yeah. that. Thank you for that. That really makes so much sense. And I like that you kind of talked about it in broad terms, but also in terms of like bringing it right down to sort of very tangible steps that we can be taking as well, you know, to be, you know, being a better ally and to be kind of like showing that solidarity. I love that. And it's, yeah, game, I, I was reading your, um, we'll talk about it in just a second. Well, actually, let's just talk about it right now. <laughs> You've got a really great um, freebie, which is how to become a genuine ally and advocate for people of color. Yes. Um, and you mentioned that kind of like, you know, if you're invited to speak at something, are you kind of like looking at the diversity of it? And I, I am totally, I'll put my hands up. I'm guilty of not having been conscious enough of that in the past and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have definitely been part of things that have been, for, in my case, all white panels. And now that's something I've had my eyes open to, I'll be much more aware of that and suggesting, well, you know, maybe somebody of color can take my place if you know yes if, if needs be um or can we do something to just make this a more diverse panel generally you know so um i think it's just kind of having our eyes opening to the to these different ways that it kind of shows up um so that we know that oh there's an opportunity here for me actually to use my you know platform or to use my influence or yes kind of use the privilege that I've had to actually then um you know help and and give platform to and give space to somebody else who you know has not always had that given to them so yeah I really really enjoyed that yeah no that's a great um resource you know 10 steps Mm. to becoming a genuine ally and advocate and it's things that you can easily take action on now yes so practical that's what it I really is. like about it yeah mm. yeah and that's why I like about all of your advice like the personal order and how we can be you know speaking with our kids and influencing yes. them on this front what we can be doing in our businesses I think sometimes I think maybe this is my um ignorant misconception but previously I'd say like you know 18 months two years ago I thought mm-hmm. of DEI work as something like that was kind of more relevant to large corporations and it's about having a policy I think because I've been part of a large corporation with like a DEI policy yeah (laughs) and I understood that it had its place there and I I respected it for what it is in that context but Mm. I thought well that's Mm. just what it is you know and so I love how you really bring things down to kind of like what we can be doing in motherhood and what we can be doing regardless of the size of our business and how it it kind of benefits all of us when we do so I really appreciate all of your advice and your tips today Annie. Absolutely and I think if I can just add one more thing in there uh, Corey when it comes to legacy you know Mm -hmm. um, when you think about when your time here is done and you think about mm. the, the things that you've passed on to your kids, you know, what kind of human beings do you want them to be? Um, yeah. What kind of example do you want to have left for them? Uh, what difference do you want to have made? And I think for us as mothers, especially, we have such a unique 
position to influence positively our children because yeah. we, we are their first teachers and mm-hmm. in many ways what we teach they take and 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 they run with that and so mm-hmm. if we can be that role model who i learned this from mom you know mom was always talking about the need for us to treat people equally and well yeah. and and talking about you know racial equity if we can do that for our children and leave this world just a little bit better than we found it then we're really setting them up to be those game changers those change makers mm. and trailblazers that um you know we're praying and hoping that they would be just by setting that example oh i've got goosebumps i love that that's so good that's so, such a beautiful way of of summarizing like the opportunity that we have as mothers here um and because we're, we're always we're the gateway to that generation aren't we so we're i love so that alive. oh so good oh i feel like i could talk to you all day Annie. <laughs> um so tell the listeners where they can first of all where they can find that um guide of the how to become a genuine ally and advocate for people of color where can they find yes. that so the best place to find me is online on instagram mm-hmm. my handle is uplifting studios tv and mm-hmm. if you go over to my link in bio you will find the link to um 10 steps to becoming a genuine ally and advocate for people of color perfect thank you so follow annie on instagram grab that guide if that resonates check out all of her work though of course we'll put the links in the show notes um for this episode in the podcast player and we'll also put them in the um blog post online which is at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash annie oh thank you so much annie for sharing all of your wisdom with us and making this so accessible and something that um we can all be you know doing and bringing more intentionality to this in our lives and our businesses so thank you so much for your time today oh you're so welcome thanks for having me Corey. there we have it my loves that was such a good episode was it not i've just so many notes so much to think about definitely go and follow annie um every, all of the links that we talked about the link to her freebie where you can find her on instagram all of the things are in the show notes which you can get to via the podcast player or you can head over to corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash annie and never forget you are limitless bye for now my love do we talk every tuesday if not we totally should you see each tuesday i send out a message exclusively to my besties on my email list these are pep talks hits of inspiration behind the scene peaks lessons i've learned in life business and motherhood and notes from the heart and if i say so myself (laughs) these are some gold you don't want to be missing out on head over to corriejavid.com forward slash tuesday and sign up to receive my weekly notes plus you'll be gifted my morning mindset routine designed to help you slay your day and your goals because i believe even as mothers we can have a morning mindset routine that works for us. That's corriejavid.com forward slash Tuesday. Tuesday.